Before we start today's episode, just a really quick warning. There are spoilers ahead and there is swearing. From active time battling to zombie slaying, Waffling Tailors covers video games and beyond. In this episode, we are joined by Nomad from Retro Wildlands to talk about the anniversary of the Resident Evil 2 remake. Five years, people. We chat about all manner of things, up to and including pitfalls of modding, remake versus remaster, and the fedora-wearing elephant in the room. So without further ado, sit back, grab some snacks, and get ready for this episode entitled Resident Evil 2 Remake with Nomad. The spirit is strong, but the ammo is scarce. Take it away, guys. You have once again stepped into the world of survival horror. Etc, etc, because I can't think of anything funny to say. <laughs> but hey, welcome to another episode of the Waffle Intelligence Podcast. Woo! <laughs> um, I am here with uh, my, my co-host Squidgy. He is always here. He's dressed in his RPD uniform. He's ready to take down some zombie type fools. Hello, Squidgy. Hello, Squidgy. Oh, I'm not too bad. I, I haven't moved since the last recording. I'll be honest, being stood up for three weeks, it, it kind of takes a toll on your legs. But, you know, it's what we do as podcasters. I haven't moved. Standing there, running on the spot, waiting to tell me about shooting zombies. Yeah, something like that. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, with us um, is our good friend Nomad of the uh, Retro Wildlands podcast. Nomad, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Jay, Squidge. It's a pleasure to see you both. Uh, much like Squidge, I've just been propped in the opposite corner, just hanging out since we last <laughs> talked. So it's good to get some movement. It's good to see you guys. Uh, it's yeah. good to see you, Nomad. Good to see you. Um, I will talk about what we're going to talk about in a moment, but I thought uh, right at the beginning, Nomad, um, because I really enjoy listening to your show, and I'm sure that the people who listen to this one will too. So why don't you tell everyone about your show and where to go get it? Oh, my pleasure. So for those of you listening, I have my own podcast, and I call it The Retro Wildlands. And the whole premise, I'm going back and playing some older video games that maybe I played when I was a kid, or maybe I missed out on them, and I'm playing them for the first time as an adult. So my show is kind of me talking about those games and my experiences, but as I've evolved over time, my show has kind of turned into, I'm taking the listener through the game itself, maybe the opening level let's say, and I'll try to bring back some of those nostalgic tinglys, if you will, using music and sound effects and things like that. But if you've never played that game before, this is a great way to learn about a game that maybe you want to dabble in and don't want to don't want to dive in head first. You want someone to tell you kind of how it is, and that's what I do. So The Retro Wildlands is available on all the major pod platforms. Uh, I made a link tree, linktr.ee slash Retro Wildlands will get you to all our social links. I, I say our, but it's it's just me, me and my dog, Dee Dee. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like yeah, that nostalgic nice. tinglys. I, I like that nostalgic tinglys. I mean, it depends on the game. You know. Certainly depends on the game, but you can't deny there's no better feeling, especially when it like goes down to like your your fingers and toeses. Oh, it's perfect. But, but again, it depends on the game. I mean, if you're playing an aliens game, no, rather you than me, fella. Um, <laughs> you know, 
Point taken. <laughs> yeah, those nostalgic tinglies, and suddenly you lose three hours and something fell off your face. Anyway, <laughs> just a Saturday night for me. So it's interesting that we're talking about nostalgic tinglies because if it weren't for the nostalgic tinglies, then the subject of today's episode may not ne- may never have been made. I can words mm. honest. Um, we are talking Lies. about. The resident, yes, we're talking about lies. Let's talk about lies. Okay, let's tell me a lie. No, um, we're false we're, lies we're or true lies because one involves Arnold Schwarzenegger, everything uh, and nothing, but yes and no, yes, no, I don't know. Um, but yes, we're talking about the Resident Evil 2 remake, a game that came out. We've, we've, I think, I believe we've missed the anniversary by a week or so, but we came out yeah. five years ago, which that that's like that's like before the event like that feels like a decade or more ago right but looking at the actual game i'll just say this real quick looking at the game itself it doesn't feel like a decade or so ago it still looks like it's like released brand new today so yeah yeah so that's what we're going to be talking about what's initially what's everyone's thoughts on the resident evil 2 remake i think you nailed it fast yeah you you, (laughs) you've You nailed it for for me, Jay, when you said it still kind of felt very, very fresh and new. I originally played it as soon as it came out. I don't pre-order pre-order games very often, but I pre-ordered the remake. I was I was enamored with it. I played the original a ton when I was a kid. Probably shouldn't have if, if mom had her way, but Same it, <laughs> right. it was an amazing experience, and I, I knew the remake, for better or worse, was something I wanted, but I was very pleasantly surprised with how amazing that game was, and we're certainly going to get into it today, but I replayed the game uh, start to finish twice. Uh, when I knew that we were going to get together and talk about the game, and I was very, very excited to to dive back into that world, and I was very happy with how everything stood the test of time. Granted, it was only five years, but fresh is probably the best word, I think. So I, I think people, even though this game's five years old at this point, if you go into this experience now, it's going to be just like when it first launched. Fresh, new, exciting... Mwah, chef's kiss. <laughs> All I can say about it is I played it on release, um, but I played it, I think I had the day off when it was coming out, and I finished pre, pre-loading it at midnight because it was on Steam, and I played it in the dark on hardcore mode. That was a big mistake. Um, ever since that night, um, I, I still stand by this. What I'm about to say is, um, Mr. X, you're a prick. <laughs> that sums up Resident Evil 2 pretty nicely. Dude's a prick. <laughs> he, he just wants to hug you in the face with his fists. With his fists, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just horrible. It's horrible. Uh, I, I did that too. I didn't play it on hardcore first time I played it, but I did play it in the dark with headphones, and I love immersing myself in a game that mm. way, but... I never knew the sound of footsteps could be so terrifying, but I'm I'm sure we'll talk <laughs> about that later. <laughs> so just really quickly, getting into that real quick just now, um, the 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 Mister X music still it, it's not a nice experience for me. I don't like the Mister X music. So what I've done is, apart from one cutscene where it's guaranteed to play because it's part of an actual cutscene, um, I've changed it because I play it on PC. I've modded the the living crap out of it, as you might imagine. And um, what I've done is I've got. Um, there's an artist called Mono Memory, 
and yeah. they, they've done a lot of Resident Evil remixes and what I've done is I've got the Resident Evil Zero save theme remix as the music as Mr. X is chasing me so instead of me going oh, I could just when I know he's around because I just hear really chill music and I'm like alright where is he that's pretty I mean, smart no, that, that, that is you know when I haven't changed him into the goose from Untitled Goose Game <laughs> or Macho Man Randy Savage yes, of course. oh I would love that <laughs> there is um, that that period of time where Squidge was playing through it. We actually got together several times that week and talked through the journey that he went through in that in that in that game. So I'll put links to them. But the episodes "Grenade to the Face," "Ada Wait," and "The Fall of Mister X" are, were all recorded as Squidge was twenty five, fifty, and seventy five percent through playing the game. So if you want to hear the evolution of of that, definitely give those a shot. <laughs> hmm. Cool. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, like just looking back at it, um, it did feel. It like I said, it still feels fresh, right? For a, for a game that came out five years ago, and I can't believe I'm saying that five years. Like it looks and feels fresh. It runs fresh. Like there are AAA games coming out now that don't have like like the graphical fidelity or the like responsiveness of the controllers that this one does, and for a an engine that is constantly being worked on so the re engine isn't being used just for resident evil games it's been used for devil may cry uh, sorry the devil may cry remake and a bunch of other um, capcom titles as well as the remakes right it wasn't used for the original remake remake but for resident evil 2 3 and 4 remake they've used the same engine so like that just tells you how much uh engineering effort has been put into that and for any fellow developers listening along i found it um at the tail end of 2023 but there is actually a video in japanese but with english subtitles of one of the developers at capcom talking through how the re engine works and so if folks are interested i'll put that in the in the show notes as well um uh, he talks about like oh we moved to this version of the tooling which is a later version now uh, to build the engine and it's become you know a whole bunch faster and stuff which means they've released patches for devil may cry remake resident evil 2 remake resident evil 3 remake excuse me resident evil 3 remake that makes it um you know uh use less power or is more efficient things like that so they haven't actually done anything they've just updated the tools that they use which is pretty if, if anyone and if anyone wants to actually know re engine stands for reach for the moon engine yeah or i don't the, think i knew that that's cool i mean the, yeah. the clues in the 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 icon right it's a hand in front of a moon I never realised that until I looked it up. I was really curious at three o'clock in the morning one day. What's actually mean? So I looked it up. Yeah. Reach for the moon engine. Ah, well, that's one one less mystery that that'll be weighing on people, especially me. I had no idea. So we're done. Good night. See ya. <laughs> so I know I've asked this question before, and it's not in our little planning thing that we put together. But um, Dino Crisis and oh, our engine when? <laughs> yeah, when is that happening? And uh, because I need to know so that I can get various brown trousers, so that then I don't have to be worried about being scared to death by all of the dinosaurs being uh, realized in glorious HD. <laughs> to be honest, I don't even think you'd need dinosaurs. I reckon if you just if there is mods because I haven't checked. I'm big modding fan on PC. If you just modded every enemy in Resident Evil 2 Remake as giant chickens, you get the same experience. Because that's what raptors evolved into, chickens. So just have everything as a chicken running around chasing you. It'll be fine. 
Fair enough. How come I expect my check in the mill? Right, it's a novel idea, and I'm, I'm not super big into the modding scene myself, but I've seen some pretty wonderful things. Like, I know that if I want to dial down the terror, that, and there's plenty of options out there, I would enjoy being chased by Thomas the Tank Engine instead of 100%. Mr. X or some other variation. Skyrim Stample. There Skyrim you go. Skyrim Stample. Abs- yeah. Absolutely. So so there, there's a lot of ways, but when it comes to uh, that, um, what's that game we're talking about that should be coming out? Dino Crisis, Capcom. I'll bet yep. you it's. I'll bet you it's sitting in the RE engine, just it's marinating, and they're waiting for the right time. Or at least that's me being hopeful because my brown trousers are ready to go. They're right off camera over there. So anytime, Capcom, let's go. Well, well, for me, hopefully by then I'll have got a Steam Deck, so it won't be. I won't have to wear the the trousers. I'll just sit on the toilet and play. I don't care. I'm, that, a, I'm a dude. I'm resourceful. I don't care. Modern problems require modern solutions. Yeah. Um, okay, so all I'm going to say real quick about Dino Crisis, right, is we're on the 25th anniversary this year, so that mm. seems like a nice round number. Well, yeah. Capcom have gone on record saying that if the fans want remakes, they'll do them. I just, the, the only thing I've got a problem with, right, because I've, obviously I go on the net, I shouldn't look for, I shouldn't look at people's ideas for stuff where Resident Evil might be, but you know when you go to certain places and they've got read it and they got like little comments and stuff um i'll just put this out there right now we don't need another resident evil one remake yes we just don't it's been I, remade once don't be greedy i wholeheartedly agree with that it's 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 perfect as is it's actually that one mm. instance where it's it is really truly fine and there are plenty of other things that we could we could look into uh not to go too too or far off topic, Squidge, but what do you peg for the next remake? What do you want to see? Ooh. Honestly, this is going to annoy some people. Honestly, I want a remake of Resident Evil again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how many people annoy uh, get annoyed by that. I mean, yeah, I think Resident Evil again would be good. Just like a little, even just like a, a little side story you unlock with a different game that'd be cool. Because the game's not really that that big. Oh, it's, it's not that hard to be honest. Um, Code Veronica, I think, could be pegged for the next one because it's it's one of the older ones that hasn't been remade. Resident Evil Four has been remade. You've had two, three. One's a classic, you know. Um, I don't think five and six need remakes that much because they're co-op, and I don't know how that would work in the new engine or the newer engine that they're using. But Code Veronica, I mean, there was that there was uh, that fan project that was shut down obviously, but they used assets from Resident Evil 2 Remake to create um, just the the island and Claire in a new outfit and different bits and bobs. Um, so that would, I would peg that for the next one because there's a lot of love for Code Veronica whether people want to admit it or not. It, it wasn't the easiest game, it wasn't the best game, but it's, it's always at the party, you know, eat, eating stuff dipping stuff in things and drinking all the booze it's always there you can't get rid so Code Veronica for me I think it's the next one yeah I, I, I actually agree with you it, it was the last of the original Resident Evils and my my whole conspiracy theory mind is there's so many things going on uh, the modding scene and different uh, uh, different projects emulation this that kind of thing mm. but for Capcom to come in and swoop down that one specific project on Veronica it's like if, if that's not an indicator that it's potentially coming, I don't know what is. I mean, maybe that's my conspiracy theory mind going, but that's where I'm at. With I mean, it. I think it's time. 
I mean, historically speaking, there was there was a similar project using various assets from um, the the Wii game Umbrella Chronicles and Darkside Chronicles that people were using to make a Resident Evil 2 remake before Resident Evil 2 remake was a thing. There was people in there making that, and that was shut down. And then a few years later, we had a remake. Not confirm. I'm not confirming this it's not set in stone but if we do get a co-veronica remake at some point remember i said it (laughs) (laughs) yeah squidge called it today but but if they do remake resident evil gaiden as long as they relabel it resident evil rock band and allow us to use instruments (laughs) i think we'll all be pretty satisfied if if not (laughs) instrument percent of the speed run i'll give it a go (laughs) (laughs) nice So, yeah, so we are talking about the Resident Evil 2 remake. And before we start mm-hmm. talking about, like, parts of it, because we've got a bunch of questions we're all going to ask uh, that, that are about the constituent parts of it, um, I know that we talked about, like, um, how our thoughts on it looking back now. And I know, Nomad, you mentioned, hey, you know, I don't usually pre-order games, but this one was a must. Like, how did y'all feel about it when the announcement was made? Because I remember there being like, they were teasing, 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 and then it was like, watch this video, and then it was like, they're all wearing, we did it t-shirts or something. Like, it's, oh no, it was, ha- it wasn't it, it's happening. And they were like, yeah. guess what? It's happening. Like, how did y'all react to that? I was incredibly excited. It was to a point where the idea of the quote unquote remake wasn't as. I don't know, mainstream, I guess, is it is today, if you will. But to me, it was my favorite game growing up or one of my favorite games growing up. And I was excited to see a a modern spin on it. Um, I think I think what they were actually saying was we do it. And fun fact, they actually put that phrase as an Easter egg somewhere in the remake. I'll let listeners figure out where that's hidden. But no, I was. Yes. No, I, I was really excited just because the, at that point, I was really curious as to how they were going to put a modern spin on an older PlayStation game like that and make it something that's going to appeal to not just old uh, old gamers like, like us three, but a new audience and, and reach a new group of people. And the screenshots and things that I saw and the different interviews that I allowed myself to see because I I got to a point where I wanted to just go in blind at that point. But Hmm. I I, I found that there was still a lot of passion for the original uh, through the development team. And knowing that that was their, their, their big driving force is they wanted to remain as true to the original but give it that nice fresh breath of fresh air. It, it made me very confident as as a consumer, but more so as a fan. So I I was all in, and that's that's when I picked up the phone and called my local game store and said, "Just set one aside for me, please. That would be swell." <laughs> I had a really strange reaction when I heard it was confirmed. To be honest, um, my brain went, "Let's see how this goes," because when you remake something, there's a very fine line. Um, you either modernise it to a point where it looks nothing like the original apart from the name, or it's all fan service. So I was I was intrigued, um, but I completely wanted nothing to do with any of the news, nothing at all. If there's something that I want to play, I just like boycott reading about anything 
to a point where for maybe a couple of weeks, maybe a month, maybe two months before and before it releases, I don't even go on social media. I mean, I barely do anyway, but I refuse to at that point because I just thought, no, someone's going to spoil it. Someone's going to ruin it. I don't want to hear anything behind the scenes. I want to go in blind. And um, the strangest reaction I had was obviously when I wasn't working in my spare time, I just thought, right, I'm going to prepare for Resident Evil 2 Remake. How am I going to do this? And you might think, I don't know, play the original. You know, so you can get some good points to it. No, I just played Resident Evil Zero over and over and over again until it finished downloading and then I started playing it. I, I don't know, for about a month beforehand, I couldn't get myself off Resident Evil Zero. I have no idea why. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that, that's what I eventually want to go back to, but that's that's for another day. <laughs> good luck with that. It's, it's not as easy as you remember it is. You see... When people talk about Resident Evil Zero, I think, and you think Resident Evil Gaiden's the weird one. This one's about bugs, right? There's the only connection to, like, the, the connections to the mainline Resident Evil games are, like, slim at best. It's like, oh, you remember Rebecca Chambers? She'll be the main character. Remember she was making her way to uh, to the mansion? Well, she some, you know, the, the, the helicopter went down and she got on a train. Because... All, all, all I'm going to say is dig up. <laughs> You're not going to get anywhere trash talking Resi Look, Zero or me. Seriously, I'm not trash talking it. I'm not trash talking <laughs> it. I'm just saying. Hey, you, let's fight. Them's fighting words. <laughs> the the like connections to the Resident Evil canon are like slim at best. <laughs> so okay, then. So we've talked a little bit about the remake, but so let's break it down into a couple of different um uh, different things. Um, so let's first talk about we'll we'll talk about graphics and stuff later but i think like the first thing to talk about is that the change of, of gameplay mechanics like there's a couple of things that changed first of all it's no longer fixed camera angle we've got a question about that in a minute but like um like the over the shoulder like resident evil 4 style action cam that kind of thing and like uh so 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 what are the uh the the game mechanics that made the remake make work really well for you uh and, and were all of the the mechanics that were added good or were there a few that was like oh, i don't really like that one like you know the sneaky stealthy missions that slow the game down or like uh the the thing that ada has where she can scan things to solve puzzles that way like did it all add greatness or was it like uh, i could have done without this bit like what do you all think so I had three that came to mind. I won't dwell on all of them too, too much. But the first one that I thought was probably the best addition was the addition of sub-weapons. So mm. sub-weapons are weapons that you can find like uh, uh, knives, grenades, flash grenades, that kind of thing. And while they're useful on their own, like if you come across a knife, you can you can equip it, use it, slash your enemies with it, that kind of thing. But... When you're grabbed by a zombie, and trust me, you'll be grabbed a lot, <laughs> you, you're you going to take damage. You can't smash your buttons to throw the zombie off and try to prevent yourself from getting hurt. Now, if you happen to have a sub-weapon on you, a prompt will come up on screen, uh, the L1 button, I think, and if you smash that, uh, your character will use whatever sub-weapon they have equipped at that point and shove the enemy away. And it doesn't just work for zombies, it can work for some of the bigger nasties as well, and there's one particular nasty in the end of the game that if you don't have a sub-weapon and it grabs you, you're just done, but I'll complain about that later. But it's... <laughs> <laughs> I but know it's which a, one that is. 
Oh, yep, yep, exactly. If you if you've been killed by it, you know. But <laughs> but it's a great mecha- it's a great mechanic because it offers you a way to escape, and it's yet another resource that you have to manage. But it's not in such a way that it's burdensome. Really, it's it is kind of a rush when you get yourself grabbed and you're able to hit the button quick enough and stab the zombie with the knife and take no damage, kill that zombie, take your knife off the corpse and move along as you go. Um, I I like using grenades just because as a sub-weapon you can throw them on the ground and cause massive damage, but if you use them in an evasive situation, especially against a zombie, your character will shove that grenade in their mouth, and then you can actually, and I mean this in all seriousness, you can back away, let that zombie shamble near its friends, and then shoot that grenade in that zombie's mouth and almost strategically plan how you want to use it and take it down. I would actually allow myself to get grabbed just to use that little little game mechanic. So I really enjoyed the, the, the sub-weapon system. Uh, uh, Squidge, you're nodding your head really good there. I, I assume you agree. <laughs> Um, I tend to only carry grenades on me uh, I'll be honest apart from the one time you need a knife as a story mechanic I carry grenades on me and it's precisely for that I don't often get grabbed out of nowhere but you know when you, you're trying to rush through and you're grabbing stuff and you're zoned in on where you're going and then out of nowhere a zombie just pops up and I love just lobbing a grenade in the mouth and then running it's uh, it's definitely it's it's the it's the most explosive shove you can ever do you know, and it's um, it's satisfying, but it's also it can also be very tedious if you're in a narrow corridor and you're just outside of a door and you're pushing back and then suddenly it explodes out of nowhere and you go flying backwards. Yeah, that is a quick way to have a bad time. That is for sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, the quickest way to lose weight, I think. Yeah, agreed, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> But what another layer of that sub-weapon system that really makes it enjoyable, especially for me, is it. you kind of have to balance between those two dynamics. You either can use a sub-weapon on its own, chuck the grenade, use the knife to slash or what have you, or you have to pull yourself back and save it for those emergency evade torp type of situations. So while I loved grenades, I was always so gun-shy to use them because it's like, well, what if I get grabbed? But they're yeah. also so useful if you use them on your own terms. So it's 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 a constant tug and pull of how you can use these resources, and I really appreciated that. Yeah, it's, it's one of the classic, you know, I'm going to save all my stuff for the boss that's coming up, and you don't realize you don't need to. And then you got, you've got a full inventory full of nothing but grenades. You know, where am I going to use these? Yeah. Exactly. Um, for me, I just... I don't know. It, a couple of things made, made that game for me. One of them was it was the over-the-shoulder third person was very well done. I was I was concerned about it because I played Resident Evil 5 and 6 and that was co-op over the shoulder and sometimes it was a bit, I don't want to say gimmicky, but it was definitely over the top. And to say that some things in a Resident Evil game is over the top is, you know... To say that Resident Evil's over the top is a statement, but to say that some things in the game's over the top, mm, um, I I, th- I think the horror atmosphere made it. The fact that there's not much music, it's all it's all just the area you're in. You know, there's 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 very little like music to say like you're in trouble. Apart from obviously Mr. X, and we'll go get back to that prick in a second, but. There's, it's all very atmospheric, so you you gen you are 
realistically and genuinely alone. That's it. It's, it's just you against everything. And obviously, Claire's coming from out of town looking for a brother. Um, it's Leon's first day. What a hell of a first day for him. So it's like fresh-faced, going to the situation and, you know, pat you on the backside and go, right, off you pop. It... No one would. I, I, I think another thing that led it to it was no one was ready for it. They've, they've seen all the screenshots, they've seen certain bits of the videos, but certain things about the game were strategically released. You know, looking back now, it was strategically released. It wasn't right. Here's like a ten minute gameplay of it. You know, we had the, the demo that you can only play once. I think that helped as well. Um, but it was like we're not going to show you very much. We'll show you bits and bobs, and apart from that, off you go. It was, yeah. I'm glad they went back to the horror side of things because you play the classic Ready Two, you know what you're doing. It's not really scary. The environments are beautiful, but you know it's not really that scary to be honest. Unless you play the hardcore mode and on the Dreamcast version, which never again that once. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> um, but it, it really doubled down on the horror and the the atmosphere which I was really hoping that there was going to do because if you had like music all the way through and you know the the certain level of I want to say campiness from the original because it, it had a serious story to it but it was in a very campy way you know it had some tropes of the time you know you get so far and then suddenly a boss or you know where you're going because you might clear the place and then you know you're getting further in it because zombies reappear you know there was none of that in Resident Evil 2 Remake, it was just... If you cleared the station and then went back to it later on, there was nothing. You know, you, you had you had bosses that were... Um, so the, the bosses were all different. You know, so... It's it's just... I, I appreciated the, the isolation the game made you feel. And um, just how the camera angles worked. How the new system worked. You had... You had different bits. There was a lot of secrets and backtracking to find different weaponry. Um, you could just find different weaponry out of nowhere. Um, you could upgrade weaponry. I never knew there was a... Up, you could upgrade a grenade launcher, but, you know, found it. Um, the one little niggle I did have with it... Um, and, yeah, I did pay extra to unlock these because I played it enough and I thought, I'm not quick enough, but I'll, but I'll get it anyway, is nearly every single weapon or useful weapon that you might find was locked behind the hardest difficulty completed in the shortest amount of time I, that's not for everyone yeah if you like a challenge go for it but I don't think all that should be hid behind like the hardest challenge so you can go back and have it I can understand the the um, the catharsis behind it you know you struggle like hell you get all the way to the end you lock a rocket launcher and then suddenly you know a mariachi band as you start gunning everything down with a rocket launcher but <laughs> I don't, I don't, oh yeah, but it's, it shouldn't, I don't think you should have to struggle that much to get a rocket launcher, that's why I ended up paying like four quid or four dollars, you know, a couple of months after, because I, I genuinely tried getting that rocket launcher and I couldn't. Yeah, so, I, I ended up doing I, this, doing that too. It, 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 it's, it's a novel idea. I've always appreciated games that reward a player for some sort of a skillful achievement, right? But I, I had this problem way back in the original Resident Evils. Like the the first Resident Evil, I think if you beat the game under three hours, I think it was you'll get the rocket launchers or something like it. that. Without it's, exactly, so it, it's certainly an incredible feat, but. 
to me as a player at that point, once I've accomplished that amazing feat, maybe I'll boot the game up again, kill one or two enemies with this awesome weapon, and be like, well, I'm spent at this point. Like, I'm <laughs> I'm pretty much at my wit's end. I've already done the hardest thing, and I get this nice thing, mariachi band and all, but at the same time, I'm... <laughs> I'm not all that inclined to go back again, so I actually found more value dropping a couple uh, dollars here and just having all those things and then playing with them while it was still kind of fresh. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. That, that essence of relief. I just real quickly go back to the mariachi band. That's a, that is, if it doesn't exist, that's a mod that needs to happen. And I'm sure I'm going to upset some people and maybe Squidge edit into its music rather than just me doing it. But, like... You hit that R1 button to ready the weapon, and just as you hit X to start firing, it's not gunfire noises, it's... <laughs> I doubt that one, I That think. would be amazing. Yeah, I c- count me all in. I'm, I'm all about it. Spe- especially if that music's playing when Mr. X is coming around. Whoa. <laughs> but... But but I think that's a good a good semi segue to to get into my 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 next game mechanic that I thought was really well done and that is Mr X Mr Trenchy the the the, the big guy as it were so the prick so, the prick so Squidge we're talking about him buddy <laughs> but in all in all seriousness I I really really enjoyed his addition into this game so for those that have played the original Resident Evil two he appears in your character's second scenario. He doesn't appear in the first at all. So right away, when I'm playing this game for the first time and I I douse the water and, and clear off the helicopter and I'm going down the one broken hallway, all of a sudden the helicopter moves and there is Mr. X standing there staring at you with his fedora I think he has on his head mm. out of nowhere in your very first run through automatically you're like this isn't how it's supposed to be and it changes the dynamic but yep. whereas in the original Resident Evil 2 he appeared in mostly scripted moments now in the remake he follows you around or or is actively searching for you and there's lots of YouTube videos that I found of, of some incredible people that have found ways to look at his his logic and how he operates off camera, but the long and the short of it is he's actively looking for you, the player, and you can hear him, especially if you partake in the game's amazing sound design with some amazing headphones. You'll hear his footsteps, and you can almost tell that, oh, he's on the second floor, he's probably in the library, or you can hear his footsteps getting faster once he realizes where you are, and there are some real-time things going on as well, where if if you're running and, and you're making a little bit more noise, he tends to find you a little quicker, I've noticed, or if you fire your gun specifically, he's going to find you a little bit faster, but it's actually to a point where if you're good enough and if you're not scared like like I sure as hell wasn't you can follow Mr. Rex if you find him and you stay out of his line of sight like he's he's independently moving around and just incorporating that back into the game itself while you're trying to navigate the police station and, and solve the puzzle or or find the next key to get to the next area, he's now a persistent, constant threat. And that was what really made this game for me. I, I loved Mr. X, but hmm. he's a prick for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
it's um, someone's I've I saw like deep after I completed the game I thought oh, look at some deep dives you know some people found like Easter eggs and deep dives and uh, for for life of me I can't remember what video I watched but someone found out that at all times when Mister X is active there are two of them following you and it's when you do certain things one will pop up so there's always like two Mister X's following you off screen and it's it, it's sort of like when when it when they both fully zero in on you, that's when it activates or something like that. But there's there's two of them following you at all times. And it's like awesome. Capcom, you've just what the you've hell just are you made this game at? even more terrifying for me. I appreciate that. Mm. Yeah, what are you playing at, Capcom? What the hell? But yeah, it, it added a lot of time for me because I decided I'm gonna walk everywhere. And when I eventually got off hardcore mode and I went on assisted because I was gonna get my my revenge, but I decided I'm gonna walk everywhere, and that added so much time to my playthrough <laughs> but I thought nah he's not showing up not if I can help it also another quick thing something that I've noticed if you shoot his fedora off yeah it's an achievement he gets more aggressive well of course yeah. if I shot your fedora off you'd be upset too <laughs> uh, I yeah it, it, it was a fantastic addition to the game and I think it was done dare I say masterfully well it, it, was, it was a really really good design decision on that end so I really really appreciated having him around as much as I didn't appreciate him coming and trying to stop my progress or making me walk around <laughs> when I didn't want to walk around although it is kind of humorous that he won't go into certain areas like certain save rooms and things like that so every now and then I would pop out hit him once or twice he'd turn around all menacingly and I would pop back into my save room ooh can't get me but <laughs> I digress there was um so with using Mr. X, I think it's very you get a massive sense of um achievement, especially in the Leon game where you take him out at the end. That was that fight by itself was a nightmare. And then when a rocket launcher was thrown down by people we don't know who, and you just blew him up and you just had a pair of legs left, that was brilliant. But one of the things that I really um got a kick out of playing game B because there's, there's not really that much difference between game A and game B to be honest apart from the intro and you've got like an extra couple of fights at the end there's no real difference is you can have Mr. X following you within 15 minutes wow Yeesh. the biggest mistake you can make is going to the main hall which is no longer safe and checking the, the laptop there because the minute you check that laptop it activates he's chasing you it's not the part where you go near the star's office the minute you check that laptop he's on the hunt and I learned that very quickly. So I was like, nope, don't check it. I mean, <laughs> as I much made as I can beforehand. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah, shiny. Was oh, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, yeah. You, you actually brought up a couple things that made me think of some mechanics that I didn't really particularly care for in this game. Jay, you mentioned uh, Ada's section where she was using the, the little RF scanner thing to try to... Uh, ninja spy her way through her section. I thought that was fine. Nothing super spectacular, but um, uh, one of the other things that I thought was kind of so-so-ish, we haven't talked about this yet, but it was top of mind. You can find boards, actual wooden boards and board up windows throughout the RPD. Mm -hmm. It was kind of a callback to the original where if you found a, a wire, I think it was, and repaired yeah. a shutter in one of two areas, you can lock the shutter for your first scenario and then maybe it'll break for your second scenario kind of thing but it gives you a moment of safety a little bit there so that was kind of a callback to it I thought the system in the remake was kind of so-so just because
because in my experience, depending on how I explored the the police department, I would have zombies flowing through windows before I even found boards to to cover them yeah. up. And then by the time I covered them up, it's like, did I really do anything here or did I just waste these boards kind of thing? So I thought it was a nice addition, but I didn't really feel like it really paid me back as a player to really interact with it a ton. But probably the biggest mechanic that I actually kind of have a problem with, and for the record, this will be the only time I talk negative about this game because it's so amazing. (laughs) But I think they really dropped the ball when it came to the first and the second scenarios in this game, in the remake. Yeah. Yeah, in the the first one, it was very cut and dry. Uh, Claire and Leon had their own discs. Uh, When you play your first scenario, things would be very different in your second scenario. You wouldn't have repeat events or repeat boss battles or anything like that. Or if you did interact with a boss, uh, like William Birkin, for instance, he's actually slightly more mutated in your second form than your first. So the developers made a conscious effort to really discern the difference between the two. And as a player, it felt like it was a different new experience but Mm. when i replayed it again recently i i played claire on my first scenario and and went through the whole thing and then when i replayed the second run as they call it as leon it started different sure i i was in a different spot in the in the police station but the the cutscenes and the boss encounters they are all exactly the same and they're not different in any way and the only thing that was really different about the runs is some of the puzzle solutions and item locations were different so i think that was a huge missed opportunity yeah i mean to be honest, I can kind of see why they did that. I mean, to make too much of a difference between A and B, the game would have been bigger, it would have took longer, that kind of thing. I mean, the game took long enough to come out anyway, but it would have took longer. I can I can kind of get behind that. But the um, the thing with the boards, I think I've got a way to get around that. At a certain point, if you've still got the boards, you can have them as sub-weapons. So, when a zombie tries to bite you, depending on where they're lunging from, whatever, you can either stick one in the gob and push him backwards, or if you preempt it, you can run forward and smash it over the head, like uh, wrestling in the early, in, in the, the late 90s, early 2000s. You know, hit, hit, hit him with a chair shot. <laughs> As you run by, his teeth go flying. Yeah. That yeah. zombie has been broken into a million pieces. I like it. I think that would be good. A mod to have JR narrate your 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 entire gameplay. Yes, <laughs> that'd be good. <laughs> I love it. Or 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 even even better yet, my sick mind. Take the boards and then nail the zombie to the wall with them and, and keep them in place. Because how many times? And and I love this game. Don't get me wrong. But how many times do you put a zombie down and he still gets back up? And there's no like definitive way to tell if he's dead. Just staple him to the wall. Problem solved. All you have to do is just deal with his incessant moaning. But yeah, it's fine. <laughs> just just um, a, a little bit of a tangent here. The because um, I I get them whenever they pop up. Um, Resident Evil board games, right? It started for two. It was two, three, and then original. One of the uh, beta rules for Resident Evil 2 board game is if you had the crossbow and you shot a zombie depending on the dice roll you could have them nailed to the wall and you could go by them and when when you're in the same corridor as them the, you would roll a dice for the zombie and if it rolled a certain thing they'd get out of it but it was sort of like really hard to keep on track of 
I mean, me and my friend, we did it. It was hilarious just to have zombies stuck to walls. We thought it was really hilarious. But yeah, um, I'll, I'll go one further. I'll just say, you know, out of nowhere, just just run around with a staple gun. <laughs> I like Sta- it. Right. Just, just a possible survival tactic. If they're trying to bite you, knock them down while they're on the ground, staple a gob shot. How much damage can they do to you then? Yeah, I think I think if a zombie apocalypse happened, you'd be all right. <laughs> yeah, high, high, high-powered staple gun, some boards, you know, get some get some uh, some um, PVC tubing, cut it in half, you know, put that as armor. So when they try and bite, it, it'll slide off. Why not? A couple of hammers. I don't know. Necessity is the mother of invention, as they say. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so we were we were discussing earlier about mods and things like that, and like, what if? And this would be like a total conversion mod. This wouldn't be a oh, you know, tweak a few values and some settings, and it's done. But how would y'all feel if they changed? Like, if somebody released a mod or they changed the game slightly to add a new feature, where it was fixed camera angles rather than over the shoulder right so my my vision my vision with this because i've been playing loads of the original resident evil just like when i have an hour i just throw that on on my pc running around with uh, the apple of eden classic uh rebirth mod on there to make it run on modern windows but give it a little bit of upscaling and stuff uh, but what how would you feel if they took the remake for resident evil 2 and put the fixed camera angles back right they've still got the auto aim they've still got everything else just like you never know what's around the corner rather than like you kind of know because the camera's behind the character just enough that you can peek around the corner as you get close right how would how would each of you feel about that so for me this is one of these questions that i've got an instant answer to and it would be fixed camera angles yes but take off auto in i played that much of resident evil 2 on the pc back in the day where auto aim wasn't a thing so i learned to aim out of where the enemies were out of the screen i learned to aim and hit them and failed a lot until i got used to it so i would say fixed camera angles yes but rip auto aim off it yeah i i would wholeheartedly agree I love the idea of fixed camera angles and from a from a horror perspective it's that whole you know something's in the room with you you can't quite see it and while auto aim is a fantastic quality of life feature all you have to do is pull your gun up and you'll see your character point towards something there it is the tension's gone you fire your weapon you take the threat out so I agree I I think it would be a great addition take off the auto aim the only thing that I do worry about it, though, is if we were to do something like that uh, today, 2024, that kind of thing, how mm. how well received that would be by audiences today? Just because I I don't feel this way, certainly, but I, I wonder if there would be a little tension uh, or trepidation, rather, to have a game that way because the third person over the shoulder thing was done so well and since the original Resident Evil 4, it's become kind of a staple in a lot of different action games. Yeah. So I think gamers nowadays are more used to that. So I don't know how well received it would be, really, but I think it could be done very well. Take off the auto aim. Mm-hmm. It could really ratchet up the tension really, really well. So yeah, I'm in. 
I, I think that's the double-edged sword that Capcom have done for themselves. They've, um, you know, third-person over the camera. They've they've fine-tuned it to almost perfection. I won't mention about how many times I got juggled between a zombie, a liquor, and Mr. X throwing me all over the place and getting stuck and just dying because I just got caught. But um, they've fine-tuned it to such a point where I honestly don't think they could go back. It's sort of like it's it's that well done that I feel like it has to be like that from now on. It's 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 when it comes to remakes and especially after 2019, a lot of games that were third person took a hell of a lot of inspiration and um, notes from Resident Evil 2 remake. So their third person action when it comes to tension and horror and the third person action it has like set the bar set the bar really quite high. And um, yeah, a mod would be good, but a lot of the game would have to be tweaked because a lot of the enemies you've got to shoot in specific places. So they'd have to sort of dumb it down, but make it harder at the same time. Which I'm all for, but it's unlikely that's going to happen because of the effort that's involved. It would be cooler. Hmm. Yeah, I think, I think for me, I... I'm not sure that for modern gamers the fixed camera angles would work um, because it adds that extra layer of mystery, right? With you know, like you, like you, you both said, a lot of video game design these days requires that third-person camera just behind, pretty much behind the right-hand shoulder, right? Uh, you know, Mass Effect, Resident Evil Four, like you both said, um, uh, you know, things like that, right? The, the camera is right there behind the character to give you that extra field of vision. And so I don't. I genuinely don't think that Resident Evil 2 remake with fixed camera angles would have worked, and I think that's likely why they mm. decided not to do it. Not just because all of the Resident Evils from four onwards, except for the rail shooters and except for the pachinko games, have that um, that 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 view. Just like it's become a common thing, right? Fixed camera angles just don't they don't gel with with modern video game aesthetics and modern video game design. And I don't think anyone would genuinely uh, or, or, or let me try and pick my words really carefully here i don't think the newer generation of gamers who never played the um the fixed camera angle games would enjoy that too well because mm. it requires the tank controls to be able to make it work properly um because I know that with the Resident Evil remake for the first game, they uh, they added non-tank controls, but the non-tank mm. controls with the fixed out camera angles just they they they're difficult to to sort of move between, right? They're quite difficult to do. So I think that perhaps from my perspective, I don't think it would work as well, just because of the way that the game is like uh, laid out. But that's what I think. Okay, gaming confession time. Oh, right here we go. I played. Resident Evil Remake on the Cube. I completed it on hard mode, right? So I've already gone through that, right? And the hard mode on the Cube version is just diabolical, right? When it got re-released, I got it on PC, and I, if you stick it for, if you stick the control scheme on new, which is the more 3D controls, you can still use the tank controls and the D-pad, assuming you're using a keyboard, uh, um, uh, some sort of pad, whether it be xbox playstation or whatever pad you've got if it's got a thumbstick and a d-pad you can just use the d-pad i found out very quickly that if a zombie or if, he, if a zombie is very close to lunging at you 
if you switch to the thumb pad, you can either run in circles or you can dodge out the way very quickly so they don't grab you. Um, so I cheesed the entire game by doing that. It's no longer trying to dodge tank controls. I just went and then kept running as tank controls. So yeah, I, I cheesed the hell out of it because I could. Uh, in, in my defense, they put it in, so I used it. So That's exactly what I was going to say. If the developers put it in there to be used and we used it, eh? <laughs> not the cube version though I went back on that recently holy crap am I rusty and I got killed very quickly because uh, there was no there was no quick dodge controls I thought I flipped across with the cube pad right I can just no there's normal tank controls on the thumbstick ah munch die you know so <laughs> cool. so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump about a little bit in our list of mm-hmm. topics and questions and things I'm just gonna jump around a little bit and I'm going to ask the, the, the elephant in the room question. And I feel like this applies to the reaction that the Resident Evil 3 remake got. And I'm sure we could talk. Uh, we did talk about the Resident Evil 3 remake a little bit in another episode with Nomads. Definitely go check that out. I've got that in the show notes. But not just based on the reaction to the Resident Evil 3 remake. Do you think that the Resident Evil 2 remake has perhaps set the standard a little too high? Right, because we've got like we've got the Tomb Raider HD remasters coming out later this year. We've got a couple of other like The Last of Us Part Four Thousand Eight Hundred Ninety Two remastered twice. Uh, Hyper X Alpha Edition is is out. No, it's about Skyrim. And, like, yeah, right, and and all the Skyrims, right? So, is do you do you guys think that perhaps the Resident Evil Two remake has like set this bar so very high with just like the quality of the gameplay? The, the graphical quality, the immersion, all of this stuff that, yes, we've had a few things that we've brought up that are a bit, we think they're a bit of a miss or could have done with less of, but like taking that original PlayStation game and fast forwarding 25 years and going splat, here is essentially, in my opinion, a masterpiece. Do you think that other remakes of similarly loved titles, like I'm hearing rumblings about a Metal Gear Solid remake, is that going to be anywhere near as good as what Capcom were able to produce for uh, for the Resident Evil 2 if all things were made equal? Like, where, how do you feel? You want to go first, dude? Yeah, in my in my opinion, I I don't think the Resident Evil 2 remake has set the standard too high. Actually, well, I think it, they have set the standard high and it needs to be high. And hmm. the reason for that is it's very easy to fall into this trap of just reskinning an old property. Now, we live in a world right now where there's there's two different things going on. There's there's remastering and then there's remaking. The 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 Tomb Raider remaster that you mentioned, that's very clear as to what that is. It's taking those original games, making them nice, polished up, and shiny and then re-releasing them, eh, maybe with a quality of life improvement here and there. And that's fine. Uh the Super Mario RPG remake, which I thought was a fantastic game to replay um compared to what it was on the Super Nintendo, that was exactly what it set out to be a reskin of the original added some quality of life stuff and it was it was a fantastic and I, and you knew what you were getting when you were going into it but if developers are going to throw around the moniker of remake we can't fall into the trap of just giving the player or the consumer just a little bit more and then that's it. New, it's almost like right-clicking, save as, a new file type, and that's really all there is. 
But what the Resident Evil 2 remake has done is it has shown that developers can take an existing property, especially an older one. Ow, that hurt my old man body just saying that. But they were able <laughs> to take something that that was that was that old and iconic and and really not really remake it per se but refresh it and make it a new experience while keeping the spirit of the old i think one of the best examples i haven't played this one specifically so i can't speak to it would be like the dead space remake that came out early last year it was the same game for the most part kept the same spirit but it included some extras made the experience a lot fresher to a newer audience without completely reskinning the original uh the tomb raider remake that came out in 2013 i think it was that was almost a reimagining as well but they still did keep mm. the same spirit of what made the original so iconic which was that sense of uh wanderlust and discovery and figuring out the puzzles and things even though they did rework the characters in a way U ultimately if 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 we're all paying attention to my TED talk it all comes down to <laughs> keeping the original spirit alive while injecting something new and exciting for a newer audience so yes this standard needs to be high or we're going to run a risk of developers just I'm just going to give you the same thing that that's been out before and ask you to pay full price for it so yeah mm. I, I'm happy the remake did what it did because now when remakes come out I, I have a certain level of expectation when it comes to what I'm spending my money on I, I think uh, you've raised some really good points there um, and one of them especially is know the difference between a remake and a remaster so a remaster for me is add support for 4K, 8K, 16K, 162K, are you happy now? Um, and free release on a new console. At Skyrim and GTA 5, prime example. Skyrim, you're never going to kill because people keep going back to that. People who played Starfield went back to Skyrim because they said Starfield was boring. GTA 5, especially the online play, people love it. Um, so... You know, that's a classic example of a remaster. A remake, um, best way to say it is you keep the spirit of the original, like No Man said, but you bring your A game because, especially with the increase in prices and everything that's going along um, to do with, like, people playing games nowadays, new consoles, the prices of it, you know, things people be a bit more strapped for cash. We're going to be very selective about games and it's not a case of we expect too much. It's a case of we want value for money. And if all you're doing is sticking on a few curves, getting rid of some pixels and giving us the same stuff as we did years ago, yes, we've got a modern way of playing it. Like the, 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 the new uh, Tomb Raider remasters, I'm going to play that because I know for a fact that they've added um, 3D controls to it and I'm intrigued to see how that's going to work in the original while being a very much love letter slash homage to the original with, with a new HD graphic. So I'm really looking forward to that. But if all you're going to do is tweak a few things and give us the same thing that in some cases we could emulate and I'm not going to go down that road with the legality of that, if you're going to slap $70, $80 on top of that and say, here's your new game, you're going to get backlash. So when it comes to remakes, bring your A game. Because to be honest, I think the, the modern way of thinking is, yeah, the bar's set high, but it's high for a reason, and people won't stand for a slapdash, here's a quick thing. Um, you know, we want your money, we don't really care. If you've got a team that cares, you give them time enough to do it, and they understand the engine and you can tweak the story 
enough where it's fresh, but you still got the same same love and feeling for it, then yeah, it'll work. But you've you've got to bring your A game because, especially nowadays, people aren't going to settle for anything less than the bar that's been set, especially with remakes. Because other than that, it's a remaster, and I don't think you should charge full whack AAA price for remaster unless you put a lot more into it. So you've you've just got to bring your A game because people will settle for it, unfortunately. Yeah, 100%. And as you were talking too, and I'm not going to spoil this game for anybody, but the Final Fantasy VII Remake, in my opinion, is the best example of what developers can do with remakes. And mm. the reason I say that is the Final Fantasy VII Remake did exactly what old fans and new fans were kind of expecting out of that particular game. It took those existing properties and characters. It didn't really change them. It kept the same heart and spirit of the original. It had a lot of the familiar story beats. It added some new things kind of here and there to keep it fresh and expanded on the opening section of the original game, which was great. But what really makes me think that developers can be very successful with the remake formula is Resident Evil 7 Remake allowed new to happen. New story, new set pieces, that kind of thing to That's a point where... Exactly. Back, back. And they, they rocked it. They absolutely, absolutely. smashed out the part because Survivor, fun game in a cringy way. <laughs> you get Resident Evil 7 knocked out the park, the horror, the atmosphere, the unlockables, everything. It's just, yeah, it's, you know, if you're going to do something, do it well. If you do, you know, it, you might as well. Yeah, uh, us as consumers, we, we know when you're phoning it in and when you're not. So, <laughs> take heed. So, so, for anyone who's sort of like still a bit unaware of the difference between a remaster and a remake, I think I've got an analogy for you. So, especially for the older people. So everyone, everyone, I think a lot of people, I'm not going to say everyone, is familiar with the original Doom. 1993, run and gun, shoot demons. Really nice feeling. You get those, you get the dolphins out, right? It's really nice. You know, you get the happy hormones and what have you. Nostalgia, right? When someone's talking about Doom, if they haven't played it for a while, and they say, Doom's great, you can do this and can do that. What you're seeing in your head is Doom 3. What you originally played was Doom. That's the power of nostalgia. If you're going to remake, then it has to be Doom 3 style. If you're going to remaster, you can just put out Doom, but a load of extra wads and a few extra bits and bobs and some new campaigns, maybe an extra weapon. That's a remaster. A remake is taking Doom and doing what Doom Eternal or Doom 3 did. You completely do it from the ground up. It's got the same feeling but it's brand new. It's for modern audiences. A remaster um, is porting it to a new console. A remake is from ground up with the same feeling. I just realised as I was talking about it earlier on, I didn't really give a, a really good description. So if you're remastering something, it can be old. It can have really blocky graphics, but a remake has to be modern day. Yeah, it's, you know? it's from the ground up. The the equivalent, yeah. like, um, using both of y'all's analogies that you used, um, I really liked uh, Nomad's analogy of file serve as. That's your remaster. And yeah. a remake is file new. 
because you're literally starting from zero. Um, mm. You know, from a from a technical point of view, as someone who writes a lot of code, that's that's literally how it works. You're starting from zero. You might you might include story elements, but everything is brand new. Um, which is which is why I think that opening sequence in Resident Evil Two is like it was very I mean obviously everything in a video game is very carefully constructed and choreographed but that opening sequence where you pull up to the uh, the gas station completely new in the Resident Evil 2 sort of storyline canon pulling up to that gas station and going through that sequence that is it was very clearly designed to go this isn't your you know your dad's Resident Evil 2 this is and you blow your bollocks off Resident Evil 2 you know what I mean you, you, you're going to need some some. you're going to need to be sat on the toilet whilst you're playing this game right you're going to evacuate constantly <laughs> welcome to the family son yeah I th- for me I knew it was going to be fun from the very part of when you load it up you know when you got the tank driver I knew it was going to com- be completely different from when he was listening to the radio and the guy was saying her face was it was falling off it was rotten it wasn't there and it's just his little quip he says just like my wife I just thought this is going to be amazing on that alone that alone is going to make this game phenomenal because you've got dark humour added and it's not because there wasn't much humor, there wasn't any humour in the original if anything you found it funny by going oh Christ I was knocked into this area or this these zombies juggled me or for God's sake this boss again you know the, the campiness of it but Resident Evil 2 you've got two fresh faced characters remake who are ultimately very changed by how it works how the whole thing goes so Claire gets very protective over Sherry very protective a a mother figure straight away the minute she sees her and Leon by the end of it if you compare Leon from Resident Evil 2 to Resident Evil 4 it's like it's it's like his his wide-eyed innocence those glasses have been flung off and he's just there to do whatever he needs to do in Resi 4 Remake it's like he's there for a mission I don't care I'm not listening to you giving your master plan I'll just shoot you and right let's just get on with it when he first starts, very innocent, very wide-eyed. He's a new recruit. He wants to make a good impression, and he walks into a shitstorm. And he has to—it's like he has to grow up very, very fast. Yeah, you know, that realization hit him. So, yeah, it's—it's um, it, if you played the original and then you played the remake, it's sort of like you—you're in for something special. But if you played the remake and then decided I'm going to go back on the original, similar thing. You start off, you're in the street, you go to Kendo shop, and then you're introduced to the fantastic 3D models and the animation, how they talk, and the, the arms and stuff. And then if you had the original glitch that I had, which I'd never replicated, where I played as Leon, and Kendo called me Babe and Darling, and don't you worry, girlie, I'm like, whoa, what the hell is going on here? Never got it to replicate, but it was like, the hell is going on, you know? So it's, it's, it's a shock if you go from the original to the remake, and then if you go from the remake to the original... It's completely different. I mean, the, ca- the camera controls, for one. The tank controls, for another. So it's it's a hell of a, a shock, no matter which way you go. But, yeah, it's um, you've got that dark humour, which I think is expected in a lot of games these days. Um, to have that like, dark sense of humour of, oh, here we go again, or, you know. You know it's, her face was falling off here. It looks just like my wife. It's more real. <laughs> as it were instead of the this is a story oh what am I going to do hey how are we going to help no it's like you got that element of realism along with your terrifying remake you know so that's always a good thing tangent over thank you for coming to my TED talk (laughs) (laughs) 
And what about you, Nomad? Because I obviously I realized I spoke for a bit and the Squidge spoke for a bit and you haven't had a chance to chime in there. <laughs> no, you're fine. Squidge, you, you encapsulated a lot of what I was thinking and I, I, I don't want to repeat a lot of it just because you, you nailed a lot on the head there, but... The characters for me really stuck out, how Leon and Claire were a lot more fleshed out this time around. It, They tried to do that in the original, and, and they, they did an okay job, but for me, Leon and Claire will always be my two favorite characters in the entire Resident Evil franchise, period, point blank. And it all started with, obviously, the original when it first came out, but the remakes depiction of them really solidified that i i love leon and i love that his story arc is very clear to see over the course of several games that wide-eyed bushy tail look that you had mentioned there it's very easy to see in the different cutscenes. it almost kind of comes off campy because it's like wow you're you're acting like almost not a child but like you're so innocent like you really have no idea what's going on right yeah so when you come across Marvin in the police station and, and Leon's just trying to do the right thing, but Marvin's trying to put some truth on him, like this is this is not a good situation and, and you're going to have to step up. And if you see somebody that used to look like someone you know, you don't hesitate. You take care of business and, and move on. And you can kind of see that, that, that look in Leon's eye and, and it's rendered so well in these beautiful graphics. But he's struggling with this internally. And then over time, he encounters all these monsters and, and, and deeds gone wrong. And then finally comes across Ada, who he sees as someone that maybe he could potentially lean on for support. She obviously knows what's going on and he wants to help and do the right thing and finally near the end of the game when he realizes he's been had I think was that moment in his story where he realized that while you can do the right thing at the end of the day not everybody thinks that way and I need to be a little harder to make sure that I can do the right thing moving forward Uh, it it was great to see in in all the simplistic cutscenes in the game it was very clear to see those story progressions same with Claire her motherly instinct I loved watching her immediately just Mm. shift her mentality the moment Sherry was introduced into the story and how she had no qualms looking at Sherry's mother Annette and saying you suck as a parent honey and I'm gonna take care of her now (laughs) and you and that translates not just to a good storytelling experience but that impacts how the player behaves because i found myself running just a little bit faster trying to find a way to get to sherry when she was locked in the dumpster area and even playing as leon i always felt this sense of conviction like we're we're gonna make it through we're gonna do the right thing we're gonna shut this thing down an umbrella where they're they're going down and yeah, I I don't want to drone on to more, but that was a huge sticking point for me. I love these characters, and I love how they were depicted. Just wonderful, wonderfully done. Just a real quick thing. When you were describing, especially Leon's, how he evolves over the story, I was actually getting chills just because yeah. you'd reminded me of how well it was done. But I there's one thing I'll point out uh, after this, but what, what I will say is that the story's written that well that if the roles were reversed and Leon ran into Sherry and Claire to deal with Ada, I think that would still work. In the original, it wouldn't, but in this, it still works. Claire would be a little bit wary, you know, but Leon is inst- instantly going to, like, protective mode because he's a police officer, but he would he would still care as much, and Claire would... she'd be a, I think she'd be a bit more apprehensive 
Aveda because she knows too much and she's just too cool in that situation. But I also love the fact that, um, we'll get back to the other points in a minute, but I also love the fact that another thing that makes it really, I'd say, more realistic in the remake is that you check in, I think, twice. You have when you go outside and you try and open the gate and Claire slash Leon, they have to run back into the horde and then there is a, a talking point between um, each other where it's uh, they're in the lab and everything's blowing up and they, te- they seem to talk to each other, so Leon and Claire and then at the very end, so what I'm getting at is what adds to the story for me and adds to the immersion is the fact that when you're in that story playing as that character it's all about them you're not checking in with Clay, you're not checking in with Leon you're not making sure everyone's fine it's you are so invested in surviving that you almost forget about the other character and it's 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 only peppered in like very rarely that oh you know there's another character that's going through this as well and when that pops up you're like oh yeah there is a second character it's not like every so often like you, you bump into him in the star's office or you've got a radio where you say so-and-so's unblocked or you run into him here or you run into him there. It's like you barely run into them. So it puts you in this, this nice little bubble of ignorance that you're the only one going through it and then suddenly, oh yeah, there is someone else. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it calls back to that isolated atmosphere that you talked about before. It creates this atmosphere that's so that's so dark and foreboding and you fall and you find yourself falling into it. It almost yeah. it almost calls out to just human nature in general. You immediately fall into just a singular survival type of instinct and everything else around you doesn't matter. And mm. it's only when other characters are introduced into the story and then you're reminded that you started this game with somebody else, do you kind of snap out of it and you're like, "Oh, there's 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 more going on here than just me." And that's that's really good writing and that's really good design all the way around granted the spoken lines weren't the best writing or anything that i've ever heard out of video, out of video game dialogue or anything but the points are made really well and you, you walk away knowing what they were shooting for best dialogue well it's not do you know what happens when a frog when it is by lightning so it's, it's not that level but it's, it's somewhere above that. We're all happy with that, you know. We're, we're above that level of, you know. And it's not like Sonic Adventure either. Watch out! You're gonna crash! Ah! So it's, it's, um, it's, 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 it's an all right level. It's not like Resident Evil survival level of dialogue because that was that was bad. But that's that's so bad. It's good. It's cheesy cult classic wait, 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 kind wait. of Resident Evil. You're one. saying that so. you're saying that Leon S. Kennedy, my friend, is is a bad line. That's that's a, that's good, isn't it? <laughs> it's so bad it is good. It's a different category. <laughs> it's it's classic. My friend Leon S. Kennedy sent me to investigate. Okay, <laughs> Vincent. <laughs> because yeah, who's that? Am I Vincent? What? Uh, Zombie. You know? <laughs> I almost, I almost think the kid, the, the the children in Survivor were voice acted better, but I'll move on. <laughs> Oh, oh man. so uh right chaps we've talked a lot about resident evil remake uh resident evil 2 remake sorry today and we've talked quite quite in depth and really you know we've we've brought some really good points to the thing but i thought we could end the episode in a little bit of funny a little bit of silly right because we all need an injection of silly every now and again so i wonder if if you guys have like your favorite line or two lines from that are specifically in the the remake uh, of resident evil 2 
maybe you could give me an impression of the person delivering the line or just do the line in your own style or you know whatever it is and then we'll have a bit of a discussion about the line itself and why it's so great and then you know how's that sound perfect yeah i'm I'm up for it i've i've got a line and a backup line in case no man picks my line so (laughs) okay cool all right so so i'll start us off so you're, you're playing as Leon, and you go downstairs into the prison area, the jail, and you come across a man named Ben. And Ben looks out as he hears Leon come around the corner and says, Hello? Oh, I don't believe it. A real human. Ah, hello, human. It... <laughs> It makes me laugh, but at the same time, it's it's almost kind of sad because you don't know how long this person's been locked up. This outbreak is happening. He's probably heard all manner of gunfire, screams, and explosions, and he finally sees a human face, and it's the most excited he's probably been in, in days. But his delivery, hello, human, is just spot on. <laughs> Stole my line. I knew I would, too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll I'll mention a line from a very cathartic part of the game. If you're playing as Claire, because Leon, it doesn't stop when you're playing as Claire. You've you've regrouped with Sherry after you did the part where you're playing as Sherry, running away from the chief, and you're running towards a lift at the bottom, and Mister X is chasing you. And as soon as you hear that music and you tell Sherry to run, you're like, "Come on, come on, car, go any faster!" All right, then a cutscene happens and you run into the lift Mr X is trying to open it and you're thinking oh god no and then a claw goes through his chest now me I was I was bouncing in my seat no more Mr X like fuck for that right but it was claw happens Mr X falls down and then William shows up and he starts to mutate more so his face goes into his chest and a new head pops up the thing that actually gave me chills and I'm not going to try and impersonate it but the thing that gave me chills was when um, Sherry just goes daddy and Claire goes, what did you say? That was just, oh. <laughs> as, as, as someone, if you've played the original, you already know the story, but for, for Claire to have a realisation, it's sort of like, so well done. What did you say? Then the lift falls. It's just, oh, chills. Just chills. It's done really well. Oh yeah, it, it was fantastically well done. Chills is the best way to describe it. Same thing. Veteran players know what's going on here, but just that innocent voice and 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 her mm. face and the wide-eyed look that she has. Daddy. Oh. <laughs> and uh, two two more real quick things before we uh, wrap up. First of all, the hell were you, no man, for nicking my line? Um, and on to my <laughs> second point. Um, <laughs> if once you complete it, once you unlock the the classic costumes. I don't know if anyone knows this, it's probably something that slipped the mind, but if you play as Claire in a classic costume, when you meet up with Sherry, she's in her classic costume as well. Yes. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it took me, like, five playthroughs, and then my friend just came around and he wandered in. He had, well, yeah, eventually, when we're all... Uh, after the whole thing that happened. But when he eventually came around and I was playing it, it took me years to realise, he went, oh, Sherry's in original costume, and I took a screenshot and I went online, you know. Yeah, she is. It's been years. How have I not noticed? <laughs> you know, after I modded the living hell out of it, but still, you know. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You are one of these who, and I'm not yucking on anyone's yums, but you're not one of these who ran around as like like naked characters, are you? Is that no? Like it, it went like the game was released, and we went from zero to, to to horny in about half a second, and the internet fell over itself to have naked characters. I'm like, really, really, guys. 
go to horny jail. Are we still stuck in the 90s? <laughs> yeah, you sort of get the idea that, oh, this is a really this is a really cool game. I like this game. Then the door gets kicked in and the internet walks in and he goes, let's make you sexy, right? Um, <laughs> which is essentially what modding is, right? Um, but I'll, I'll be honest, my, my favourite mods of all time, there's two that I have. One of them is um, the music replacer for Mr. X because I needed it personally because go back and listen to the episodes but I ended up having a really massive anxiety attack because of that prick but the second one that I had and it was only a recent one is someone put the skin not the face remodel but the skin of Rebecca Chambers from Dead by Daylight over Claire so you still got hair face but it's just the skin from Dead by Daylight and that um, I've played as a lot of skin remaps for Claire and Leon and that was my favourite one uh, I'm just trying to find I found a quote uh, yeah, here we go. So this uh, this is just a screenshot I took that someone else put up when they were playing uh, Resident Evil games. Just we'll end on this, and this is this is the thing. Can a ghost and a zombie come from the same person? I'm so amused at the image of a ghost watching the horror as their zombified body shambles round. Zombie brains, ghost. This is so embarrassing. Please, Phil, get it together. You're a lawyer for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> nice. nice. Resident Evil's not all serious. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We can make it sexy. <laughs> well, yeah. That that was a meme that I saw from. Um, it was it was an it was a four panel meme, and it was someone was hugging a new Pokemon. And it was a sheep, and it was you're so cute. I love you. Dog gets slammed in. The internet comes in, and he points at the sheep, and it goes, "Time to make you sexy." And I thought that's exactly what modding is. You know. I don't do any of those mods. I like um, weapon replacements and um, like freaky model skins. So having having Claire running around as Jill Valentine, that original mod back in the day didn't work too well. Having Leon running around as... Um, I, mean, I, th- I think even Capcom realised this because there was free skins added where you could have the blocky versions of Leon and Claire from Resident Evil 2, and that's just hilarious to me. Running around as PlayStation-era Leon and Claire doing modern stuff it's really weird it just gives me a chuckle yeah mm-hmm. so I guess I guess just as we before we get to the wrap up then because we talked a lot about mods there Squidge you talked about mods Nomad did you install any mods for Resident Evil 2 Remake or were you like originally just I'm going to play the vanilla version um, and maybe I'll have Thomas the Tank Engine like whoa did you <laughs> yeah j- just the vanilla version for me I find mods absolutely fascinating but I don't really dabble in them very often. I don't think I'm as smart as I need to be to do a lot of what I really want to do, but I do find them absolutely fascinating. And I've seen some mods that I think are really interesting, and then I've seen some mods where I can't unsee them and I still have nightmares. Um, (laughs) Whoever decided... Macho Man Randy Savage is a dragon, aren't you? No, I'm thinking oh. of someone putting a G-string on Mr. X. Because I was about to say that, yeah. Sexy Mr. X, no. Exactly. Just, no, please, so, no. God, so, no. So part, part of me thinks it's fantastic that there are people using their knowledge to you know, do some incredible things with technology. That's wonderful. That's just not for me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. e- equally impressed and horrified. Absolutely. It was it, it, at the epitome of a car crash. You... You, you feel really bad for what you're seeing, but you can't look away either. Yep. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I can definitely go with that. I've um, I've got most games on my PC, and after I play them, my first thought is, right, I'm going to mod the living shit out of this until my PC crashes. Skyrim's a perfect example. I think the most I got on Skyrim, graphical updates, this was before the Legendary Edition, so we're talking vanilla Skyrim, the most I got on before my PC gave up and shut down was, I think, was 430, and I did it just to say that I could. That was an interesting afternoon. Um, I modded it just to make it crash. And I think everyone who's played Skyrim on PC has done that at some point. Installed something to see if you could crash it. It's not hard to do, I'll be honest. It's more stable now, but it's not hard to do. Hey, we as humans excel when we're pushing our limits, so we should do the same thing to our gaming PCs. Mm-hmm. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. <laughs> Excellent. Well, um, it's been fantastic to have you on again, Nomad. I think you're now the most um, most repeated guest on the show, which is fantastic. Uh, whether that Can't means get you get you. a free Subway sub or not, <laughs> I don't know, but you know, we'll have to figure that out. <laughs> That's awesome. That actually makes me really happy. I've always, always enjoyed your two's company. I appreciate you two bringing me on your show. Apparently, you think I add value to it, so that makes me feel good. You do? So thank you. You... <laughs> You add a ton more value than I do. Um, that's for sure. Well, I mean, that's an empirical fact, but it's also the fact that it's nicer than saying we can't get rid of you. So, <laughs> hey, I'm just like a rash. You can use that topical cream, but I'll keep coming back. <laughs> nice. No, it's always always that. a great pleasure to have you on the show, Nomad, and I appreciate you taking the time to to chat with us as well. Um, but as as we wrap up, I wonder, could you just uh, sort of politely i mean you'd have to do it politely you can actually say hey dick walk, you can actually say hey dick go listen to my show but yeah um i have a, tell tell the folks about your show what and i genuinely i say this all the time i enjoy i really thoroughly enjoy your show and everyone should go listen to it so take it away no man tell everyone about your show plug time i, I appreciate it and i think this time i am going to say it quite aggressively so strap in so if you want to listen to an old man like me talk about old retro video games that I'm discovering for the very first time, listen to my show, The Retro Wildlands. We put sound effects and music and all sorts of things to bring the nostalgic tinglys back. And if you've never... And if you've never, ever played that specific video game before, my show will give you all the information you need to make an educated decision on whether you want to partake in it or not. And remember... My show is led by a dog, and he's the cutest thing ever. So go check us out. We're all on on all the major pod services. So how was that? Was that too aggressive? That was perfect. <laughs> Retro Game and Wildlife podcast like now with sound. Mm, indeed. <laughs> I, I have to just break in real quick. I read a, a press release from the BBC today. They've totally, they've totally not just created a podcast slapped some video images on it and are broadcasting it on TV they've called it a multi uh, multimedia experience that is not just visual for your eyes but also auditory for your ears and I'm like so it's a TV show then that, that, that's what you make you've made a TV show but you're using the word podcast to make people want to download it sorry right, I'll get off my soapbox now <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think they should have put the studio's word bespoke in there as well to get so many more listeners yeah right I just think we're going backwards at this point, and it's slightly concerning, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's fun. Like you said, it's like a car crash, isn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. But if you've made it this far, definitely go check out Nomad's podcast, because it is 
definitely amazing. You need to go listen to that. If you've been sent this episode by a friend, or indeed a mortal enemy, or happened on it accidentally, I'd like to ask you to check out the website for the show at wafflingtailors.rocks. We have another 180 episodes, or seven years of our podcast for you to check out, and we have a section called Those Games We Played, which lists every game we've ever mentioned, how many times we've mentioned it, and what we've said about them. We have socials, um, they'll be in the links too. We've got Twitter, or X, whichever one you want to call it. We've got Discord, um, you'll also find the details for that in the description. We also stream on Twitch from time to time, and you can find our previous streams, and silly videos, on our YouTube channel. So do come check us out. Chaps, thank you ever so much. I've had a ton of fun. It's been a blast. Absolutely, this has been great. Thank you very much. I saw a video of a guy he went into Teams but he had uh, face rig on and he forgot to turn it off and he was he was just making his kids laugh before and he had to go into a meeting this was obviously during lockdown so all the way through the meeting instead of him on webcam he was a talking beggar and no one said a damn thing yep. wow didn't even crack a smile nothing and I'm thinking that's when you know you, you hate your job at that point yep. <laughs> yeah that's 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 disappointing my heart goes out for sure <laughs> <laughs> cool. I've been so tempted before to do that, just to just to fuck off. Come back twenty minutes later. Where were you? Oh, I nipped a shop. I, I I would have trusted implicitly that this, this was part of the process. It's, it's like clearly Squidge <laughs> has learned something new that I don't know. So I I I, I, I trust him. So everyone, hush. <laughs> it, uh, comes with experience after a certain while. You can just go. I'm going to troll people now.